1: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day. Every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio.
2: Welcome on in. WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94WIP. Our YouTube page continues to grow. Subscribe there. Follow and uh, get all our videos here at WIP, including all of our podcasts. Tucker Bagman will join me in a few minutes as we await the fallout from the Eagles' debacle to end the season six of seven. They lose down the stretch. We know what happened in the playoff game a couple nights ago. It was a disaster, and I believe the head coach should be fired. Nick Sierra should be gone. Will he be? Well, as we speak, as I record this, they're probably having those exit meetings at an overcare and trying to figure that all out. One thing we do know, though, is it Jalen Hurts is going to be here. He's going to be the quarterback next season. Now, three years from now, four years from now, I don't know. And that's the way – that that's kind of the crux of what happened this season is that Jalen Hurts' future no longer looks as bright as it did one year ago. I'm not out on Jalen Hurts, though, and I'm not as down on him today as a lot of people are. But I do think it'd be an interesting you know, thought process, and we'll, Tucker and I will go through it here, and how much blame he deserves for what happened to this football team last year to this year, okay. So um, uh, let me dive into it a couple different ways. One, I want to talk about Hurts the season he had, and really the reality of the player he was this season, and then two, the reasons for that. Okay, so let's just start with the reality of Jalen Hurts' season. He ended the playoffs uh, and ended the season not playing great football. I know the numbers on Monday in Tampa didn't look awful, but we watched it and we all we all saw the the game. He didn't play well enough on Monday to move the chains. They didn't convert a third down they convert a fourth down. It was poor. Even the tush push didn't work on Monday. So not good enough in the playoff game. In totality for the season, Jalen Hurts, fourteenth in passing yards, fourteenth success rate, fourteenth in yards per attempt, twentieth in passer rating, thirteenth in QBR, eleventh in first downs, fifteenth in completion percentage. By the numbers, Jalen Hurts mid middle-of-the-pack kind of quarterback. That's that's what he was this year. Whether you want to say he was 12th, 11th, 13th, 15th, whatever, that's what that all averages out to. Mostly 14 a 20th, an 11th sprinkled in there. Here's the exercise I did this morning before we hopped on YouTube and started doing this. I just wrote down the quarterbacks that I believe outperformed Jalen Hurts this season. And here are the names, no particular order. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, Tua Tagovailoa, Jordan Love, and C.J. Stroud. That was 10 without even really diving into numbers. Those just, I know those 10 play better football. I watched it all year. So this season, Jalen Hurts fell out of the top 10 of quarterbacks. He fell out. And with that, and I think it's something to keep in mind, this particular year, we had three guys that hover in the top 10 area, if not our locks for the top 10, that either all got hurt. Well, they all got hurt. And then they maybe they were also not having great seasons. Burrow got hurt. He's clearly in this mix if he's healthy. Kirk Cousins got hurt. He was off to a big start this year. He's always in this fringe of 10, 12 area, whatever, in terms of quarterbacks. And then Justin Herbert, tough season, regressed a little bit, also hurt. So if everyone is healthy, there's a real chance this year Jalen Hurts' numbers and his ranking would have been somewhere in the 14 range or 11 range or 12 range. or th- you know That's where he kind of lived this year among quarterbacks was not a top 10 guy got surpassed by two young guys. And that's disappointing on itself, just on its own. Jalen hurts deserves blame for that because they paid him to be something that he wasn't this year. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, not that now that we explained what he was, I do think that isn't the whole story. And I blame the coaching and health for a lot of this with Jalen hurts more than I do him. I'm not out on Hurts. I don't believe what we saw last year was a mirage. Now, is it is Jalen Hurts the kind of player, and I, I'm starting to have doubts about this, that can replicate success year in, year out like he did last year? Or is he going to be more like a Cam Newton who goes up and down, up and down? That may be the case. But in terms of ability, I haven't waned on Jalen Hurts. I still think he has the ability to to make all the plays he made last year. And we saw it at times this year, some of the games he had. I mean, he won games with his arm in the middle of the season. But I I go to some things this year that just, I think, took Hurts from where he was last year, uh, which was top five quarterback and maybe a top two quarterback and certainly an MVP runner up to where he fell this year, which was more towards the middle of the pack and not a top 10 guy. Number one, the scheme change, and whether or not that was by design or it was by necessity, I don't know if we're going to have the answer, but certainly the offensive coordinator loss. So this year from day one, the offense just looked less functional. It looked less, you know, it, it, they were behind. The Eagles were behind instead of ahead of the curve all year. And I'm going to put a lot of that on Nick Siriani, on Brian Johnson, and the loss of Shane Steichen. The Eagles dictated offense. Jalen Hurts dictated the game. To everybody else last year and then this year starting week one and we're talking about on this podcast that belichick may have kind of told everyone with the blueprint to go get jalen hurts which is the blitz the just blitz all day against the eagles and jalen hurts and week one was choppy and it never really got better so that is out there now and there is questions and fair ones whether jalen hurts can pick up the blitz in real time what dallas goddard told us on the midday show last week about maybe their answers being there and them not getting to the answers i don't know I don't know if this is Jalen Hurts not having an inability to quickly process and get to what he needs to get to within the play or right before the snap, or it's a scheme problem. But I know this, that Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense wasn't very good before Shane Syka took over play calling. They weren't very good after he left. There was a time in there where they were very good, and that was when Shane Syka was calling the plays. And I know we can't come back, and we can't undo that, but that's the reality, that this player could play at a very high level if the scheme marries the talent. Okay, the other thing that I, I do think is, is you're kind of stirring the pot of what happened to Hurts and how much blame he deserves is the knee injury. I believe that that knee injury happened very early in the season. Some believe it happened in the Rams game. I think you go back to that Minnesota game in week two. There was a play where he kind of stuck his foot in the ground and fell, and it was awkward. And I think that was the moment physically he just wasn't right the rest of the season. That was week two of the year. So, you know, does that mean everything was out and he couldn't be the player he used to be? Perhaps. I mean, I, I do think that when you have an injury like a bone bruise on your knee, it could affect everything subtly, you know, on, on a game to game basis. And maybe it's why the RPO just died. The, the Eagles go look at, you know, you look at Hertz's numbers, he barely ran out of the RPO. And if I could look up that on pro football reference, Then every defensive corner in the league has those numbers 10 times what I do in more detail. And they know he's probably not running out of the RPO. So we have to, you know, we're going to put less focus on that and drop one more in a coverage or blitz off the other side because he's probably not going to run the football.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: And then on top of all that, you watch his explosiveness when he did try to run. Usually, more to get away from pressure, but you watch his explosiveness when he tried to run. It just wasn't there. The game a couple weeks ago against Arizona here, inside the red zone, he tries to he's going right, tries to cut back, and go left. It reminded me of the play against the Saints a couple years ago when he kind of put himself on the map uh, and had that that the Eagles were for like 250 that day, and they you know they kind of began their path to making the playoffs. That Sirianni and Hurts' first season together. And the explosiveness he had as a runner that day, his second year as a, or his, his first year as a full-time starter was as it was, it was as good of a, any runner you'll see in the league. I mean, that, that's the kind of running quarterback we had here to where he was this year. Let's hope it was just the knee that needs maybe some sort of procedure and not a deterioration of the player and the athlete. Cause he just couldn't cut anymore. So, I'm watching a scheme that deteriorated. I'm watching a coordinator and an offensive designer in in Nick Sirianni who couldn't adjust back. No motion to give him answers. Obviously a bad knee. They add all that in. And I also think that the offensive line wasn't quite as good this year. And I think that puts it all together to explain what happened to Jalen Hurts. But as far as his blame goes... And why I do think he deserves some, not all, not the most, but some for where this went. Two things. One, he wasn't able to elevate the team. And that is something that separates the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, you know, the guys that you consider in that ilk. Obviously, Tom Brady at one point, Peyton Manning. I mean, go to everyone. Aaron Rodgers. The guys that year in, year out stay in the top five of quarterbacks, no matter what, they have some great years, they have some not as great years, but they're always hovering on that top five of quarterbacks. They elevate their team. Even when they're not right, even when the scheme's not right, they win and they produce. And there's now a question about Jalen Hurts. Is he actually that? Or is he more towards the Dak Prescott realm, where he'll be up and down? Is he going to be more towards the, let's say, Cam Newton realm, where injuries – and I always thought that was the thing with Cam. It was some years the, the, a bad shoulder because he got hit weird and he's just not right physically all year. And then other years he stays more healthy and he throws the ball better. Is Jalen going to be more like Cam? and Or is he going to end up more like Russell Wilson who was more steady throughout the, the prime of his career? Th- those questions are now back on the table. Can Jalen Hurts play? Yes. Was last year a mirage? I don't believe so. Was this year a step step back? Yes. Does he deserve some blame? Yes. And is the stuff out there about maybe friction between him and the coach, changing plays, is that disturbing? Yeah, it is, because you don't want to have a Wentz 2.0 situation here. But I guess I default to defending Hurts a little bit, and I default to, to giving him the benefit of the doubt for two reasons. One, I do believe physically he wasn't right. Two, the coaching staff, I believe, put him in poor situations. And three, if I have to trust someone's football instincts here, Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni, I'm trusting Hurts. Did he handle this year as a pro at every moment? Maybe he didn't, but I do believe that moving forward, I'd rather put my trust in Hurts' future than Sirianni's. Tucker, when you think about the Hurts' culpability here for the uh, 2023 Eagles, how much blame do you give him? He clearly didn't play as well this year, but there was like four or five circumstances, I think, that probably led to all that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think there are our circumstances out of his control. And if you kind of look at the three main entities uh, of the Eagles being Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, and Jalen Hurts, it'd probably put him second behind Sirianni as far as blame goes Not to say Howie Roseman is blameless. I think, you know, pinning your your defensive hopes on a pair of cornerbacks over the age of 30 certainly shouldn't go without, you know, a little criticism, but I mean, Jalen Hurts put up 38 touchdowns this year without really much of an offensive scheme. And we talked about it a lot this season and even just go back and and watch what they did against Tampa. And I mean, I don't know if you were saying it in your living room on every third down, but we're just yelling, hey, they're going to blitz. And every time they just ran vertical routes and kind of left him there uh, against a free blitzer. I think I saw a stat at the end of the game. They had like eight uh, plays where he dropped back and they had an untouched blitzer come in because the Eagles were just going empty on every third down. And listen, it, it is up to Jalen Hurts at that time to, to make plays. He brought up a good point that he didn't necessarily have games where everything else fell apart around him. He still elevated the team. But I also don't know what other help he had, right? Like, I think the the switch from Shane Steichen to, to Brian Johnson is probably a little bit bigger than maybe we wanted to admit early on in the season. And, and moving forward, that might be a theme. Like Nick Sirianni is going to be the head coach here. They're going to have to deal with new offensive coordinators pretty regularly. And and I think it may be up to Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts to develop their own kind of offensive identity without having to rely on the offensive coordinator. But I do think there's a world. I mean, you can say Jalen Hurts regressed this season, which I think he obviously did, and still be optimistic about his future as the Eagles quarterback. Like, I don't think those two thoughts are mutually exclusive and, and moving forward. I mean, the kid's 25 years old. I do think we're going to find out that the knee injury was a lot more severe than he initially let on. We've talked about that for the last two or three months. And I think moving forward, starting in training camp next year, Jalen Hurts is going to still be the franchise quarterback. Like, I don't, you know, agree with Joe DeCamera saying that starting in 2025, they're going to need a new starting quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts is here and his attitude and the way he's kind of approached his work since he was a freshman in Alabama when we first watched him play. I don't think he's just going to give up and deteriorate like the last quarterback we had.
2: I don't either. No, I don't either. And, and the Eagles moving forward, if, if there's one thing that they need to do and they need to figure out quickly here, it's when the blitz is presented, they need to have an answer more than, hey, Jalen, go make a play. Because that feels like the offense for, for the last two years. And I think back to week one against the Lions last year where they had free blitzers coming everywhere in Detroit and Hurts just ran around and made plays. And this year, he physically couldn't do that. And it's time for the Eagles and Hurts to combine, and hopefully, I think, with a new coach, to figure out a a more sophisticated offense against the Blitz rather than Hurts save us. Because, you know, I I said this two years ago. I'm more worried about Jerome Hurts' durability than his ability. The ability's fine. The durability can affect the ability. I think we saw that this year. He played. He was durable, but he wasn't the same player because he was banged up. And yet they didn't change things. Go make a play. Well, he can't get away anymore. Look, I don't think Hurts is perfect. He took a step back this year. But I agree with Tucker. The future is still bright for him as a player. And in terms of culpability, in terms of blame, how much is Jalen Hurts deserve blame for all this? Well, he didn't elevate his team enough. He went backwards. They paid him a lot. He didn't live up to that salary this year or the, you know, the signing bonus and all that. But I do think, big picture, he's not as much to blame as the coaches they they put him in this situation and he couldn't rescue them hurts deserve some blame but not as much as i'm hearing from a lot of people i'm still very high on jalen hurts and where he can go let's get that knee healthy and let's please let's get this guy an offensive system and an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing once again i appreciate everyone listening subscribing following wip
0: daily we'll talk soon this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy